there, and welcome to episode 149 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Brandon Leong, the VP of Marketing and Growth at RangeMe. Listen, I know that a lot of you have a love-hate relationship with RangeMe. I often hear that you don't quite understand if you do need it, if you need the free or the paid version, what role it plays in connecting you with wholesale buyers, and how to optimize your page and your profile once you are on there. In this show, Brandon and I get on our soapboxes, just you wait, and we dish about the true reasons why you should be on Range Me, the challenges that are happening in our industry right now, and how to stay afloat. It's an honest look at what's going on, so let's get right into it. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. Hey, Brennan. Welcome to the Food Biz Whiz podcast. Hey, hey. Good to see you again, Ellie. I know. I'm I'm really excited to have you back on the podcast. I have to say, it's probably been two years or so since our original episode together. That's, yeah, but, but we've been jamming pretty much all throughout the last two years too. This is <laughs> true. And other forums. This is very true. And smaller ones and all, the, all in between, yes. Yes, I feel like collectively we have so many great resources for our food founders, which actually just, you know, off the top of my head, I realized, Brandon, we should link up a few of our past things that we've done together through Range Me's educational webinars, um, maybe even some of the ECRM stuff. We can put all of that in the show notes, which could be fun for our listeners. There we go. All right. Okay. So I'm really excited for this episode because, you know, I love any opportunity to connect with you. And I feel like our audience has so many questions about what the heck is going on in our industry right now? And what the heck is range me? And is it my magic solution? Are you ready to talk about those big Where topics? I, you know, we, 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 I love talking about what you and I are super passionate about. 
That's yes. what I love talking about. I know. I was prepping for this episode and I was like, oh man, we are going to get on those soap boxes and we are going to, <laughs> we are going to give some tough love to our audience. So yes. I think they're ready for it. So let's start, let's start from the top. And if someone pretend someone doesn't know what range okay. me is, can you give us the one or two sentence overview on what range me is and what it does in our, our package products industry? Yep. I will consolidate everything in a minute. So range me, essentially, we are the industry standard for product discovery and sourcing online. Uh, We work with about 70% of the top hundred retailers in the U S and around the world. So Walmart, uh, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, um, uh, Albertsons, uh, Safeway, 7-Eleven, Bed Bath & Beyond, Sephora, Ulta Beauty, GNC, Vitamin Shop, Best Buy, Tesco, Asda, you name it. We work with them. The big ones. regional and independent retailers too. So um, we work with them in a very unique way. So if you go to any of those retailers' websites um, and you're looking to get a product um, to get reviewed by their buying teams, uh, you go through RangeMe. So RangeMe has essentially helped streamline the inbound submission process for these amazing amazing retailers. Um, And because we're always on to have access to those inbounds, um, their buying teams use us proactively to find new products for their stores as well. Um, This has resulted in the fact that we have over 200,000 product suppliers and manufacturers, just like yourself. Um, 200,000, over 200,000. 200, it's oh actually gosh. more, but we just, you know, we, there's no reason to keep going up after that. We just got right. 200,000, <laughs> over 200,000. Um, and they're using us in kind of one of two ways, right? One is a yeah. channel to be discovered by these amazing retailers and their buying teams. And two, as a tool to enhance their current sales and marketing, whatever they're doing. So yeah. very similar to how LinkedIn replaced the resume or the business card Range Me has done the same thing with the sell sheet. One real-time dynamic way to deliver brand and product level information um, to whoever wants it and whoever needs it. And one standardized way and scaled way for buyers to um, discover, evaluate, and even transact um, against your products and your brand. Yeah. Okay. So let's actually lean into that LinkedIn example before. I know you and I have talked about it on other platforms, but I don't think we've talked about it here on the Food Biz Whiz podcast. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it so clearly highlights the purpose of Range Me in our industry. Mm -hmm. So dig a little deeper for me and tell me about that LinkedIn analogy that you just used. So, you know, it's funny. We can start like just quick in the beginning. Like, when LinkedIn first started, it was really an open source platform for recruiting, right? So in other words, recruiters could find, uh, you know, people like you and I who needed, who were looking for jobs. And it, it linked us up very, very quickly, very easily um, without job boards, things like that. The old vestiges of like, you know, send your resume, wait and see what's going on. Everything was just available. Um, and then they realized, you know, whoa, well, people are only here when they need to get a job. So every three to four years, but when they had a job, all their information was here and they started using it as almost like a business card, right? To to, to stay in touch with each other. Yes. Um, And that's what essentially for range me is very similar. So you need a home run point. So for yourself and your own person, LinkedIn's your home run point. That's where you drive all of your networking. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where that's essentially replaced your resume. It's what you, what's what you send to people. Um, it is, you know, it is your business card in the sense that when you once you get a job or once you once you're at a job, you're you're using it for sales, you're using it for marketing, you're using it to connect, you're using it to stay connected, all of those yeah. things, right? And it's a home run point. Everything mm-hmm. in your life, from a business perspective, uh, culminates there. Yes. 
for range me, it's the same I mean, for the industry of CPG and, and retail. That's what range me is as well. This is your sell sheet, right? So if you had one tool and no one's making tools specifically for CPG and retail, let's just get that clear, right? <laughs> yep. It's just, you know, the marketing tools are marketing tools, but yes. this is specifically for that. So this was born from marketing minds, right? Like yeah. if I had an opportunity to have a home run point for all of my sales and marketing activities, what would that be? Well, it would have to be, it would have to be dynamic. Mm-hmm. It would have to be deliverable. Mm-hmm. It would have to be able to be trackable. All yes. of those things, right? all the things you might not even think about when you're doing this stuff. But if you had something like that, what would you do with it? And how much more powerful with, uh, uh, with what you're already doing would that be? Right. So I think the analogy makes sense because it very much is the home run point for your activities. You're bringing a product to market um, and you're not on range. You don't exist. Very similar to when you're on LinkedIn, right? Or, or when you're fresh out of college, what's the first thing you yeah, do? Job searching, right? Yeah. Like as soon as you want to enter the job market. Yep. You have to have LinkedIn or as soon as you go on LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 And it's so, it, it is, <laughs> I want to be really clear here. Range Me has an option for a free listing. Yes. yes. So Brandon, so often students will ask us inside of Retail Ready, like, should I be on Range Me? And my answer to anyone is yes. Yes. You don't have to invest in the paid version yet unless, and we can talk more about that later, right? But at a bare minimum, get yourself on there with your free profile. It's just like LinkedIn, right? If you were job hunting, (laughs) I mean, or any business professional at this point, I'll say that if you are trying to advance your career, you you need to be on LinkedIn. Correct. Period. Yes. If you are trying to succeed in CPG, (laughs) you need to be on range me. That is correct. Period. That is correct. Great. Okay. So I want to, I want to talk about this analogy from the buyer's perspective as well. So, you know, I spent many, many years as head of grocery at Byright here in San yes. Francisco, where we're both based. Yes. And that's natives, by the way. Yeah, I, I cannot claim that. Oh, that's I, right. That's right. I can't claim that. But you kind of are. You're honorary. I'm going to say I moved here in 2007 and I now own property in California. So I feel like that gives me. It counts. It counts. Okay. (laughs) It's been 15 years. So (laughs) it counts. So not native. I'll never claim that. But so, so Brandon, I, you know, I was a buyer for a long time, head of grocery. And when I left Byright, I went and started working uh, consulting with retail stores uh, across the US. And time and time again, I would see these pitches to buyers, these sales pitches to buyers that had incomplete information, that had mediocre sell sheets that had no promotional strategy, no marketing support on shelf, that were emails that were paragraphs and paragraphs long. And frankly, as a buyer, it was too much information for me to sort through. And it was discombobulated information, right? Every time I opened an email with a pitch, it was a different experience from the buying end. And that, I mean, you know where I'm going here, but that experience (laughs) was overwhelming as a buyer. And it was a, frankly, it was a waste of my time. I didn't have time to be a detective in my inbox to get all the information that I needed from those sales pitches. And so tell me what year did Range Me 
come into existence? Um, uh, Range Me started in late 2014, but it okay. uh, it didn't it didn't land in the U.S. until 2015. Okay. So range me did not exist when I was a buyer. I just wanted to confirm this range. me did not exist when I was a buyer. I was like, Oh shoot. Was I not using it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't exist when I was a buyer. And if it had, I would have required producers to use it solely for the fact that it organizes that submission and organizes all of the sales points in a standardized way. way. So I am not reading through that email and trying to pick up the points, I know exactly where to go to make sure that I've got everything I need to make a decision on that product line for my shelves. But here's the deal. And then I'll stop talking and we'll, we'll, we'll put it, put it back on you, Brandon. So here's the deal as a producer. Yeah. If you just put your products on range me and you expect that to be the solution to getting on shelf, I think we're missing a piece of the the puzzle here. Yep. And I want to equate it to that LinkedIn analogy where if you are job searching and all you do is create a LinkedIn profile, you're missing a piece of the puzzle in getting a job. So what do they do instead? So I think, I mean, that analogy is perfect. Like just being on LinkedIn or on range me, right? So that's just being on range me. It increases your chances of visibility, right? Of course. Nobody of is going course. to find you in the, in the ether of this world. <laughs> no one's looking for you. No one's looking for you. No right? one's looking for you. Yeah, no one's looking for you. So um, just being on the platform gives you uh, uh, visibility awareness, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I always, it's really funny because, you know, when, when I, when I, earlier when I said what range me did um, and using it in one of two ways, I did say, and um, one of the ways is a channel. It absolutely yeah, is. And there's sure. a channel too to get a job. But yes, recruiters are there. Buyers yeah. are here. They're looking for new new products. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they're, Over 7,000 buyers, right? Isn't that the stat that you told 20, me? 20, it's close to 20,000 now. Oh my God. Okay. So 7,000 must have been from like our last podcast. Come on, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fact checker on this podcast? All right. <laughs> It's, 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 it's close to 20,000 now and 20,000. Okay. The pandemic really, it changed things a lot. Accelerated things. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Like buyers realized all of a sudden, wait a second, I can do this from home. Oh, I will. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to go walk a trade show floor every couple months. Right. Or, or when I go to a trade show, I have a, I have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm doing discovery all year round and I'm meeting brands at trade shows. Right. This is great. Which is great. More yeah. ROI for all of you. Yeah. Um, so I hear you say these brands put their profile on RangeMe. There are buyers on there. Yeah, sure. Sure, right? Yeah. And that's yet. Like, yeah, that's like, that's like part of right. it, right? That's part of it. Could you could you be discovered in that way? It's possible. Yeah, we have tons of success stories of brands. I know. Like, Retail you- ready students with success stories of about literally like Walmart buyers coming to them through RangeMe. Correct. It doesn't right. happen every day, right? I don't right. want to like lead people on, right? Like that is not the number one function of Range Me. Yeah. But it does happen. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it this way too, um, as as you get further along in your career, more recruiters reach out to you, right? But that's because you're more mm. visible, right? But early on in your career, no one, no, one, no one knows who you are. No one cares, yeah. right? Until you build your experience. Yeah. The, the most important part of what I said earlier is, this, is, the, is the, the, 
the other part of range me that's most important, which is like same thing with LinkedIn is you're not going to get a job in life unless you put yourself out there. Yeah. Right. And you're using LinkedIn to help you do that. It's mm-hmm. not doing it for you. You're using it to help you do that. On range me is the same thing. You have a sell sheet. Yes. It is your sell sheet. Could you just leave it there and watch the grass grow? Sure. It <laughs> exists. Right. But what would you do with your sell sheet? Like, what are you doing with it now? Yeah. What would you do with it if it was a link versus a piece of paper? What would yes. you be doing with it if, if, if every time you launched a new product, it, the link never changed? Yes, you could go in and update it. And everyone's link that is, frankly, 90 days old sitting in their inbox Correct. is still up to date. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. up to date to that moment. Yeah. And what would you do with it? But that's what you have to have the mindset is like, okay, now I have this tool. Yes, it's a channel, but now I have this tool. What am I going to use it for? I mean, a perfect, I mean, my perfect example, you mentioned trade shows. Yes. If you're the hardest thing for a trade show is the follow-up. That's the hundred percent, the hardest thing you go to a trade show, <laughs> yes. you pay all that money. And you're like, I met, I have all these, I have all these business cards. I have all these scans. I paid 5k more for the scans. For the, for the, I have all the these scanner. Things. Yep. Yep. Right? What do I do with it? Well, the next thing you have to do with it is you have to follow up. And how do you normally follow up? You follow up with your email. Yes. Great. And you're sending the PDF. How many of those people actually ever respond to you? Like it's like actually ever respond to you. You know it. It's 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 a it's a there's a conversion rate. And it's really, really, really low. I'm telling you that. Right. Right? But what if you knew that? So what if you're able to derive conversion rates? What if you were able to track and understand who you're sending things to? What if you sent something to a buyer, like, like, like Ali said, 90 days ago after a trade show, they didn't get to until their category review 90 days later. Mm-hmm. And they click on that. If you're sending a PDF, that thing's old already. Yeah. Or it could be old already. Yeah. But guess what? The, you know, if they're clicking on a link that's dynamic and in real time, they're getting it as if you met them yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the key in, takeaway get that I put in. Yeah, I'll say Joe Tarnowski and I talked about this on an ECRM segment a couple months ago where I said, you know, that that business phrase or the field of dreams phrase, if you build it, they will come does not apply in our food industry. It is the worst business advice. And I think so often, Brandon, that so that people think if I build my range me profile, the buyers will come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's some it's, may. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's possible. It happens. It, happens. it does happen. <laughs> yes. And then here's the other thing that we see and tell me if you've, you've heard of this as well. So often we see with our retail ready students where they land on a, a, a retailer's website and they yeah. go to the submission form and it says, okay, like uh, apply through range me. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I already did. Like I already did apply through range me. Like what happens now? And we've got lots of techniques for this, lots of strategy for this in inside of retail ready, but, but often I'll say, okay, well, once you're on range me, we can use other strategies to get in front of the buyer and we still send them back to range me Correct. and we say look at us we followed your steps we've done all the things that you've you've asked of us here it is on range me and i'm still going to use some other strategies to get in yes. front of the buyer absolutely like you um you know if you really think about it and 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 
Ranging has 200,000 suppliers on it. Mm-hmm. Double the number of brands, right? Mm-hmm. So think about that, right? So if everyone is on the same platform, um, you, need, you need to continue to push yourself, right? You need, to, you need to continue to drive competitive advantage. You need to continue to be competitive while you're there. You don't not use LinkedIn because everyone's on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's a new baseline. That is, is true. I'm trying to say it's a new baseline. Yeah. That's what you have to at least be doing. What you do with it is still unique to yourself. You still have to be able to put it in like visibility, you know, great packaging, all of the things you talk about, great packaging, USPs, um, your story, video, social media, all that stuff. You still got to be good at that stuff. You still yeah. want to drive and become better at those things. So you're, so you're still pulling yourself apart from competition. Mm. You still have to do those things. Those things don't go away because you think you found a silver bullet because if everyone found the same silver bullet, guess what? <laughs> right. It's all- doesn't, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so you mentioned a couple of things here on things to think about on your range me profile. Oh. You just rattled off a few. Can you, can you talk a little bit about how our listeners might optimize their range me profiles? Well, you know, I think I could do you one better. I think one of the things that would be fun is let's talk about things you can do that, that don't cost a lot of capital. I'd and love then that. let's talk about things that you can do that might be, might cost you a little bit of money. Great. Right. But as everyone knows right now, we're trying to make sure that we're staying alive in this industry or we're, or, or we're watching every dollar. And I want to be cognizant of that. This is a mm-hmm. May 26, 2022 version of what, what we, what you should be thinking about. So Great. for the, for the, for the free stuff, for the things that you should be doing, USPs, no trends. No can, you, can you explain what a USP is if our listeners mm-hmm. don't know? Selling proposition. Great. All right. And um, your, your unique selling proposition helps to find who you are in, in words, right? In, 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 in words that exist uh, or that are top of mind for a buyer or, yeah. or things that you want to help tell your story from a product perspective, Right. Your USPs are vitally important because it it defines your product without uh, defines your product at a very high level before your product gets evaluated. If that makes sense. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. Almost like um, keywords or search words. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. So if you let's say you I, I just did a um, a panel today and those pans mushroom jerky was on it. So mushroom jerky. Oh, cool. Say, yeah. yeah Michael. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. You know. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Mushroom jerky, right? So let's say, let's say plant-based wasn't a, 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 a USP that really existed when you first started your brand, yeah. right? But it exists today. You got to add it, right? It's yes. got to be there because guess what? You're now plant-based. You're not just vegan, you're plant-based, right? Yes. Vegan was hot two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. But keto's hot now. Are you keto? You probably are, mm. right? USPs, yep. staying on trend, all those keywords because- Buyers are searching on Rangery. They're leveraging Rangery to search those USPs. And if the, the more USPs that are relevant to um, what a buyer is searching for are relevant to what's happening right now, the more the the, the more visibility you will have as a brand. Right now, right. there's a paid portion of that that you could do. You get certified, mm-hmm. right? Gotcha. Yeah. I'm non-GMO. I want to get non-GMO project verified. I'm Fair Trade. I want to get Fair Trade America certified. Right. I'm plant-based. I want to get PBFA certified, right? Cost you a little bit more money, but does it give you um, a, a more output? Absolutely. Right. So that's, that's one way. I mean, and that's a 
free way to do it. Think about your USPs. Think about yes. what makes you unique. Think about what makes you on trend and use those things to describe and help drive your product to more visibility. Yes. And, and the light bulb moment for me here is revisiting your profile and yes, the USP, right. That you, you maybe set up range me three years ago yes. or five years ago or however long ago yes. and things have changed rapidly in our industry yep. and buyers are searching for different words, maybe female founder, BIPOC founder, there you go. that they the like, frankly, sustainability. Yes, exactly. Like these, you know, climate friendly, <laughs> you know, all of these things that frankly, two years ago, I don't think many buyers, unfortunately, were searching for female founded brands that just wasn't at, it wasn't like a thing yeah. as much as it is today. Okay. So revisiting the profile, I think yes. that's an assignment that we can give our listeners by the, when you're done with this episode, go and revisit your profile. If you haven't updated it in the past six fresh. months, keep it fresh. Keep it okay. Fresh. I love that free tip. Yeah. And, mm. um, I think, you know, as, as you guys think about this too, um, you know, um, food biz peeps, like, yep. Keep it in mind that keep in mind that as you as you're thinking about your USPs, think about you, you always do research, always continue to care about your your story and your brand, always know where your product stands because what's well, going to end up happening. And you can use Range to, to do a lot of that. We, you know, there's data that you, that's available, but just be just keep your ear to the streets, right? Know what's happening. You know, leverage Ali. She knows what's going on out there, <laughs> right? But if you think about this, right, right now, supply chain issues. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Let's talk about this. What's going like, on I mean, right now, end of May in our industry? It's crazy. Um, and, and, and I'll tie it back to that, to that freebie USP thing, but look, you know, at, right now it's a little tough. Yeah. Costs a little bit more to make, costs a little bit more to ship. Margins kind of getting scringy a little bit, right? Getting a little smaller. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they've and always been small, right? So this, is, this can small. be alarming for many. <laughs> um, buyers are searching more locally. Yeah. So hint, hint, back in. If you're a locally produced good, manufactured good, say that yeah. in your USPs. Because guess what? Yeah. Buyers are looking for that now. They need things that are not going to be delayed. I mean, look, yes. if you go to the baby formula aisle, bad. Yes. Right. Well, the delay thing here, I mean, let's, let's dive into this a little bit. You know, I, I saw just earlier this week, one of our retail ready students, I'm not going to say them by name, but said essentially like, oh shoot, maybe there was a swear in there. (laughs) Oh shoot, Allie, (laughs) I'm supposed to, you know, I'm West coast based and I'm supposed to ship my product to the East coast to fulfill on these orders. I just got my shipping quote. And it, I'm losing money on yeah. this pallet. I'm losing money on these, the, this, the shipment. What should I do? I mean, I'll ask you, Brandon, what do you think they should do? I already gave my opinion inside of our student group. What would you tell this brand? I mean, you know, be cognizant of where you have to ship to. Yeah. You have a decision you can make. So now there's two modes of thought when thinking about this stuff, right? So if you have a very strong uh, D to C presence yeah. and you might be losing money on this channel, but it's, but it's increasing the, your volume and decreasing your production costs and you're able to sell strong in D to C, then it might be worth it. Yeah. But you need to know that you got to know, you got to yes, know, I'm betting, you know that I'm betting that some people are like, okay, that might be me. 
but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But make sure that like a lot of times, you know, it's funny people think that, and and, uh, I know, I know you and I get so tangential. (laughs) People think that if I get into a retailer, that that is the thing that's going to make me all the money. Yeah. If I just get into Whole Foods. Exactly. Not necessarily. Does it change who you are as a brand? Yes. It can change a lot of things, but how does it change is based on how your business is set up, right? If, like I said, if you have a very strong D2C channel and you get into retail, does it help you from a marketing perspective? Yeah. Does it help you from a visibility perspective? Yeah. Can it help you from a production perspective when you're, you have to manufacture more? Yes. yes right. You have to manufacture yes. your, your, your production costs go down. Your mm-hmm. D2C channels work for you harder, but you might be losing money on that, on that PO from the on shelf. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But overall you're net, right? Yes. So it's not necessarily that thing that makes you, oh my God, like, you know, I, I got in here and it's going to make me rich. No, you have to think about your whole life cycle of your business mm-hmm. and think about where you're strong, where you exist right now, where you can play and should be playing, right? Yeah. All of it is a mix. It's a, yes. it's, it's a marketing and sales mix. It's not one channel gone are the days where you, 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 you try a bunch of channels and you find one that really works and you press your gas pedal and it's all, no, it doesn't work that way anymore. Right. Yes. You need to be omnipresent. You need to exist across platforms. You need to exist across the industry. You need to always stay visible. You need to continue to stay on trend. You need to continue to do all these things, these things, because it's moving very fast now. Yeah. Well, um, I hear you saying that sales and marketing is a perpetual problem that needs to be solved in the business. If we, if as business owners, we were just able to solve our marketing at some point, we would all be multi-million dollar businesses and the marketing would be on autopilot, but it doesn't work like that. It changes and we have to change as we have to change our sales and marketing or operations or whatever, our strategies as a result of shifting things. So you said one of the challenges is with shipping. This is kind of what took us down that, that rabbit yeah. hole. Costs are increasing across the board. And one of the things that we can think about is how can we really go deep in our own backyards, yeah. in our own regions or coasts or whatever yes. it is, so that we aren't shipping product all over the country, shipping product up and down North America and losing money left and right. Yeah. And also, I mean, think about just the raw materials that you're getting, right? The more you outsource raw materials to areas across, like, 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 like let's say you have a bar Yes, and there are 30 ingredients to that bar. Like where are they coming from? If one of those things gets delayed, doesn't it delay your whole production? It kind of delays the whole production. Right? It does. Yes, it, it does. You, you can't just be like, all right, we just won't include almonds in, <laughs> in the this almond butter a little bar. Different. Less crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think yeah. I don't think that's gonna fly. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, when you're when you're thinking about it, like one of the biggest trends on the platform right now is local. Like it, mm. because of supply chain issues, because of deliverability, because of access. Um, and also because of the fact that it just feels good to buy buy from, buy locally as a consumer, yes. retailers are realizing this now, right? So they're they're going, okay, well, all of these factors means I should be sourcing locally. I should think about sourcing locally for. Doesn't matter if I'm a five thousand store chain or a five store chain, right? I, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to source locally, so there's less delays, so there's less less variables, so there's more opportunities for me to fulfill. 
and I get all the story behind it and everything. It's like a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah. Right? So I think like all of this stuff, you know, we have to evolve with the times. It's hard, right? It's, we just got through a pandemic and now this, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, this kind of, I really love hearing you articulate this shift toward back towards local as a positive that's come out of supply chain issues. Massively positive, right? Like, mm. I, and we have to continue to do that and, and look at those opportunities because, you know, that, you know, um, I, I, one of the things I'm really proud of with, with Range Me, um, is that during the pandemic, um, we saw something with buyers that we didn't see in the past prior to that, in that they wanted to do a bunch, they've always wanted to do a bunch of cool stuff. They've always wanted to do some really great sourcing initiatives, yeah. but they never really had a tool to scale those types of initiatives. So I'm really excited to watch how ArrangeMe has helped them evolve, where all of a sudden now a buyer, a local regional buyer from a chain that you probably, a chain that maybe a lot of us know, let's say, right? Any chain, any major chain, a local buyer can kick off a local sourcing initiative like this. Mm, yeah. Literally like in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was something that was that, that agility um, and that speed and that level of, you know, discovery didn't exist in the past. Yeah. Right. And it's happening now, whether or not it's, whether or not it, uh, it would have happened, whether range we existed or not, I don't know. But the fact that it is happening now means that we should, we should embrace that. And that we know that retailers and buyers now are embracing it, which means that where they want to be, we should be as, as, as makers, as, mm-hmm. as suppliers, as brands, right? We need to be where the buyers are, are, are guiding us to, because they're the one telling us a lot of times to what they need and what they want. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially with buyer behavior shifting and, you know, we didn't even touch on this, but labor shortages yeah. and teams really feeling strapped right now, that buyer wants to be efficient in every single task that they have in their their day and their week. And you know, the the more that they can use tools like Range Me to do so, the better for them. I just got a note um, from one of my buying team guys because I asked him earlier, um, and I'm gonna be on Ali's podcast. And he's yeah. like, ooh. I was like, yeah, I said, give me some cool stuff. And so <laughs> what he, he said, he said right now. Um, so, so some current buyer trends, you get inside track, you, you get all the good stuff. I love it. Share um, it with our audience. Yeah. So, um, the, the cheesy version is that everyone's looking for innovation. No, duh. Right. Yeah. But, um, one-time buys, they're looking for one-time buys and they're looking for discounted uh, opportunities. So yeah. they're very, they're thinking about all of the things that we just talked about, talked about. And then when I asked them, I was like, what, what about one-time buys? Like freestanding shippers. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. we're, we're product- so for our yeah. listeners who who can't quite picture this, we're literally talking about a, like a freestanding shipper, a, um, gosh, if you could see me on video here, yeah. I'm like waving my arms a display, around yeah. a display yeah. that typically would be provided by the producer, a branded display where that buyer can literally like build it in five minutes. It's just yep. cardboard that links together, stack the product in there. And it's a one-time purchase. Yep. And where okay. product isn't being had to slot it into a set, um, mm. se- seasonal items obviously are always really hot. But I think that um, uh, and and one of the things that's very interesting is that in the past we saw a lot of these buying teams centralized, um, and now now they're now now that local is a thing in every place. Like we've done a did, did, just set, we just launched in UK for, for retailers. They're doing so much local stuff. Yeah. In the past, where like a lot of that would home run to like maybe one place. Um, 
Now, all of a sudden, leveraging on range, what we see is that they're starting to break out more. Yeah. This makes me excited. That's cool as hell. I love it. Especially for our brands who are like, oh, Allie, like I just can't get through to central or or corporate. Like they're too big. They're ignoring me on and on. I'm like, let's, let's go to the store level or like regional level. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Cool. So that's That's good news. It's all happening because of what's, what's prevailing in the, in, in, in the industry, right? Like the industry will continue to evolve and adapt. It will continue to do that. So whatever you're feeling right now uh, will change in 2020. If I told you that when Expo West got canceled, that, that, um, you know, we, we would, Expo West would come back in two years after, after during, after seeing what happened during the pandemic, <laughs> you'd be like, no way. Right? Yeah, no way. <laughs> like, look, the, the industry will adapt and yeah. it, it will continue to evolve. But, um, it's important that if you want to remain on that wave, you ride it with it. Yeah. You, you, you can't hope. Hope is not, then that's the same thing about the range we think. You can't, you can't just hope that you put your products on a platform that things are just going to magically happen for you. You can't hope during this thing. You got to continue the hustle, right? And and then that's the, almost the short, the short answer is that is like, the more you, like I said, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And that's that's true at every single level in this industry. That's why you you're listening to this podcast. That's why you you work with Alice, yes. right? Yes. So. <laughs> hoping, I say this in my my masterclass, Brandon. Hoping is not a strategy. Crossing no. your fingers is not a strategy, and no, yet not. producers do it day in and day out. Yeah. I've done it too in my own business. I did that for the first few years of my own business. And the thing is, Brandon, that I'm going to be honest. I think hoping and winging it can get a brand to. $200,000 a year, half million a year. I've, I've seen that. Like you can wing it. You can wing it to a half million dollars. You and I could. Yeah, yeah, I feel like could. <laughs> what could, <laughs> but you know, what's, you know, what's a heck of a lot easier <laughs> putting a strategy in place and not winging it, driving yourself nuts yeah. on your way to half million. Because winging it won't, won't, won't scale. No, exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. We can Gosh, keep we going. Could, we, I was going to say, we could keep going. Forever. We could keep going forever. We're going to have to do a little <laughs> series here, but I'm going to respect your time, our listeners' yes. time, and start wrapping this up. So, Brandon, I know where people can find you, obviously. Our yeah. listeners would likely know by now, but let's just say it out loud and we'll put it in the show notes. Where can people keep in touch with you or Range Me and all the things that you've got going on over there? Well, Range Me Easy, www.rangeme.com. If you aren't, I mean, you can, you can just go right to the right to the website and you can sign yep. up. It's free. Buyer yes. or supplier, it's free. Just hang out, check it out um, if you haven't already. Um, or you'll, you'll find us in all those retailers uh, um, sites as well. Um, for me, I'm on LinkedIn. Just Great. holla. I'm really accessible. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Be careful like, what you wish for here on the podcast. I like I'll say that. To, I like talking to people and I'm very yeah. social. So yes, we'll, we'll link up your, we'll link up your LinkedIn profile with the disclaimer that you are also a very busy man. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I'm well, happy thank to, you. I'm happy to have a conversation for anyone who's listening and anyone awesome. who's a part of food biz Wiz. Um, Awesome. Anytime. Thank you for being here. I, it's going to have to, I I'm going to vow now that it's not going to be another two years before we get you back on the podcast. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you so much. Bye. If you've been enjoying these episodes, imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. 
Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls, and I'd love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready enrollment opens again really soon and kicks off with my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. I have that linked here in the show notes, and I can't wait for you to join to learn more about me and how I work with clients, to find out whether Retail Ready is the right fit for you, and to learn my three steps to growing your packaged food biz. Come join me via the link in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode, my whizzes. I know you are walking away with some valuable insights from Brandon on what's going on in our industry, how to make your Range Me profile stand out, and some more insights on how to use this tool in your packaged products business, regardless of whether you're using the paid or the free version. So I'm curious about your biggest takeaways from this show. Come and continue the conversation with me on Instagram. I'm at It's Allie Ball, or stay connected with me and over 3,000 other food founders like yourself in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group, linked in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Whiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.